where nobody knows your name is filmed in front of, well, nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. We're tackling season two at the moment and uh, you've joined us for Homicidal Ham. That's episode four. It aired pretty close to Halloween. It's a spooky episode. Spooky, spooky episode. The alliteration of homicidal ham does not work well with my voice, I don't think. I'm, I'm phlegming everywhere when I say it. Better clean this microphone. Yeah, um, so apologies at home. They're on 27th of October, 1983. This episode was written by David Lloyd. He returns to the writer's table, directed by James Burroughs. This is a nice episode. We can see a familiar face. Andy, Andy. Andy Schroeder is revealed in this episode. That's his surname. The last time we saw him, it was in uh, Diane's Perfect Day, which went horribly. It was not perfect at all if we hadn't seen the first episode that featured Andy before Diane sums it up quite nicely uh, in maybe two lines don't you recognize that man that's the ex-convict you paid to date me (laughs) who murdered a waitress and fantasizes his hands are claws that kind of gives a background of Andy's character yeah and that's exactly what happens Andy returns and Against Sam's wishes, Dan helps him to become an actor because apparently that's what he's wanted to do with his life. We're, we're jumping the gun here, James. Yes, that's a, a, that's a general plot. But did, did you get the... Uh, uh-huh. We are literally jumping the gun. When Andy comes in, Diane screams As you and, and tells Sam, uh, get rid of him, he's, he's a maniac, he's a maniac. Sam says, no, he's, he's here for a drink, just like everyone else. He's a customer. Come on, Diane. Yeah, have some respect for the customer. Sam goes to serve him, and uh, Andy pulls out a gun. Whips a gun out on him. And he says, give me the money. Empty the register. Little hostage scenario. Well, Norman Cliff have a nice sort of response. But they're arguing about which of them should go tackle him. Carla, Carla whips right around. It's a good tag team going on between her and Sam. Kind of, but it does seem like Andy wanted it. Yeah, he was kind of going, what if I just left the gun on the table? And uh, it's revealed that he just wants to go back to prison, because... He feels like there's nothing out there in society for him as an ex-con, which is what Diane takes sympathy for. As you said earlier, he reveals he wants to be an actor, and Diane, as a lover of the arts, sympathises with this, and gets the ambition to help Andy become an actor. You mentioned there, in passing, how there isn't much employment for ex-criminals. It is a common problem, even now, that people who have any arrest Mm. record are struggling for work. This is particularly common in areas of lower income. There have been people recently who have been quite vocal about this and have talked about that the reason criminal acts have been perpetrated in the first place or why people have been wrongly imprisoned for criminal acts is because of what resources are in place. Doesn't help with uh, rehabilitation. That's the kind of idea, isn't it? Without allowing people, once they've served a sentence, to actually progress with life, it means there's nothing to go on to. Yeah. That's why reoccurrences is really high. But we do find Andy with new ambitions, rejuvenated by this idea of becoming an actor, and he gets a lot more hopeful. But I guess things aren't quite what they seem, in his eyes, actually. He wants to do an audition, doesn't he? This actually reminded me a little bit of um, the spy who came in for a cold one, where Diane's getting in a contact to help someone who's portraying um, themselves as a fan of the arts and almost a, a tortured artist kind of vibe. We had someone who was a poet before, and this time she's got someone in to come you Andy's audition, which is nice of Diane. Flexing her contacts, you know, but it doesn't go to plan. You said there about the person who came in, obviously it's Derek McGrath, reappears as Andy. We've got Paul Vaughan and Alan Koss as Paul and Alan, 
And they've been in most episodes so far of mm. season two. But Severn Darden. Professor DeWitt. Professor DeWitt. Professor of Wit. Did you catch that? No. <laughs> That's quite good. I, I, that, yeah. that totally went over me. That was uh, a good pun I, over my head. I went, ha, sharp laugh I did. But no, Seven Darden mm. appears as uh, Professor DeWitt, and Darden founded the Second City Comedy Troupe, mm. which Shelley Long and George Went were a part of. Second City, a lot of comedy greats have come from yeah. it, and him being kind of like this authority role within the show was quite interesting, looking at the audition from that perspective. And there was kind of this idea of Shelley Long looking up to him as well, played off really nicely because of that. If we take a step back and we look at the cold opening, there's some quite nice parallels as well between um, the idea of things not being what they seem. And Carla, at the beginning, is pregnant again. Sam's confused by this, and Carla reveals that she's stuffed her stomach. Like a pillow or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because when she was pregnant, she got more tips. And that kind of idea of a performance, I guess, plays nicely into this episode as we move into the second or third act, where we uh, we get a very nice performance of Othello. The bit I like with Carla is when the pillow is knocked to the side, the customer stares at her horrified, and she goes, it's going to be a swimmer. Some classic Carla quick thinking there. We establish also uh, Andy is insane. Um, and that he hears voices of his mother, which he describes as a shrill noise. Yeah, I think shrill. And then straight after that, he hears Diane off screen yeah. screaming Andy, I think. And, he, yeah. and his eyes just widen and he says mother. And that's how you know he's he's still insane. It's a great performance from Derek McGrath. I think it's underrated. We've had a few recurring guests. Harry, the hat was one. And he's great. But Harry Anderson's playing the kind of stage yeah. persona he'd been playing for a while. Whereas Derek McGrath, I hope this wasn't the persona he had. <laughs> Typecast as a yeah. lunatic. He might have been. But what I thought was really nice um, with Derek McGrath coming back as well was also David Lloyd writing again. Because he had written the previous episode that starred Andy Andy. And I thought it was nice that David Lloyd was able to continue that character and build on it even more. So I like the idea that not only did they get the actor back, but they got the writer to develop that further. It kind of comes to a head during the performance. Just prior to the performance, he tells Diane that he loves her. And I suppose his infatuation with her is developed by her trying to help him. Not healthy. No. And he sees her kissing Sam just before the performance. And I think as Diane introduces the performance in front of her audience, she realises, one, how insane he is and angry he is, but how stupid an idea yeah. it was to perform Othello. This is the story of a man driven by insane jealousy to murder the woman he loves because he believes that she is in love with another man. The scene we're about to do is the scene in which Othello actually kills said woman, who will be portrayed by myself. Without further ado, the string... <laughs> the strangulation scene. And yeah, it uh, doesn't end well. It's certainly the darkest humour we've got in season two. Possibly darkest humour of the whole show. Definitely similar to the last Derek episode. Yeah, it's just surreal as well. <laughs> the the amount of things which happen in this bar. I mean, we've seen a wedding in it. Toga party. A toga party. Boston barmaid convention. And now we see a performance of Shakespeare. And it just gets more and more bizarre. And it's brilliant. But the fact that, like, the pool room is like a dressing room beforehand is just... <laughs> I like where she goes, talent night at Cheers. <laughs> and everyone who's at Cheers is just like... Okay. Enjoys the show while drinking. And I was like, anyone who's there for the first time must think it's a regular thing. And they'll be like... That 
man is crazy. As expected during the performance, where he's pretending to strangle. He pulls a Tarantino, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And he strangles Diane for real. And everyone sort of just watches for a while, thinking it's a performance until Diane bursts out and says. The only line of Shakespeare I ever understood. Even then, they don't clock it when Andy says, I saw you kissing Sam. Where they go, that's not a Shakespeare name. (laughs) That's my name. The penny drops. Sam runs over and Norman Cliff spring into action. And sit on him. He's a lot less intimidating without a gun and dressed in Shakespearean clothing. But then Sam says something sleazy at the end again. Are you going to be okay? I'm, I'm having a little trouble breathing. No, no, I meant for tonight. He ruined it. I feel like they need to re-edit this series. I think just remove some of Sam's lines. Yeah, that's what I mean. A less sleazy version. Now with 20% less sleaze. But it was a fun episode. Nice to have Andy back. I enjoyed that. It was nice to have a Severn. Seven Garden. Imagine Seven Gardens. But there's an R. Yep, still Severn. The character Professor DeWitt. I hope he returns, because I think he can bring a lot to the series. Especially if anyone else has ambitions of being an actor later on. I liked his um, reaction. Talk you of killing. Why? I do. He's convincing. There's a real murderous intensity about it. I'm guessing that's what James Burroughs said about Derek as well. Yeah. <laughs> you could see it there. So, obviously, the themes in this episode are quite dark. But they're done in a really almost slapstick yeah. way. Also, dangers in the dating scene, as well as redemption. And as you've said, Andy's still insane. It'd be nice if later on we do get a proper redemption story. Maybe not necessarily with Andy, because he is murderer. M- murderer, yeah. But yeah, I think a redemption story in the Cheers bar is way overdue. Have we had one? Harry, I guess. Oh, yeah, Harry had yeah. a bit of redemption. Yeah. That was nice. One thing I did like. Which was just a really brief snippet of a scene is they're watching, I think it's a boxing match on mm. TV, and this was ingenious, where they set up a train of beers oh. and push it, and they walk in a circle. Tell you what, that, that will be uh, my drink of this episode. A train of beers. A train of beers. <laughs> what I did like in that scene as well was, I'm not sure if you noticed, the people who were getting the drinks, Norm reoccurs like about <laughs> yeah. three or four times. <laughs> which I thought was good. I think a, a train of uh, beers is on the chalkboard today. Yeah. How do you feel about the method acting in this episode, or that they addressed method acting? Murderer playing a murderer? I know it's something which people have debated about as various forms of acting. I think Heath Ledger was a big method actor, and that unfortunately did not end well for him. I'm trying to think who else is a big method actor. Jared Leto? Oh, he was. So his Joker roles. He was sending dead animals a bit much. Yeah. I like a sausage roll, but I would prefer dead animals in some kind of common meal, not just... No one said sausage roll. I heard dead pigs are in sausage rolls. <laughs> I'm just confused where sausage roll came from. You went, I like a sausage roll. And I was like, okay, James. <laughs> okay. Don't know where this is going. Looks like Andy's not the only one who's insane. <laughs> you can hear the voices of the sausage rolls. <laughs> That is one thing that I do question of Diane in this episode. She decided, of all of the Shakespeare plays, pick the murder one where you get strangled by the person you were terrified of who has killed a waitress. She could have picked the Romeo and Juliet scene where, you know, they are, are, are a balcony apart. <laughs> They're a balcony apart. She could be up at Melville's. Could have picked that. Or they could have spoilers for Romeo and Juliet. You know, at the end, they kill themselves. What? No, just leave the ones with death. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have to have death, James? You give Andy a knife. That's a no-no. Time to have trivia, James. Yeah. What questions you got today? What is Professor DeWitt's first name? If it's like in line with the pun. It's not. 
Then I don't know. Sebastian. Oh. Ah, that's still a pun. Sebastian DeWitt. Is it a pun? Yep, you, you think about that, James. Unfortunately, one of my trivia questions we've kind of already uh, answered. What is the only line of Shakespeare does Coach understand? The psycho is trying to kill me? Yeah. Yeah. I've got one about the train of beers. You pointed out that Norm takes about at least three beers mm. off the beer train. When the train ends and he approaches the bar, what does he say to Sam? Can I have another... Pretty close. He says, Sammy, what does a guy have to do to get a beer uh, around here? Classic norm. Didn't listen to anyone's advice. He'll never learn. In this episode, Diane's talking to the professor, DeWitt. He says that he's never thought of her as a waitress. What does Diane reply? She replies, oh silly, I played a waitress in your production of The Bus Stop. Yes. And he goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. This one's, it is mentioned in the episodes, but it's more of a kind of Shakespeare trivia. What is the name of the Othello character that Diane portrays? This is why you didn't say it earlier. I was going to ask, like, James would know this. Um, Mary. <laughs> ah, here's Othello and his wife, Mary. I think that's quite Shakespearean. Desdemona. Ah, oh, that's close. I mean, I had an M in it. Ah, I got the, the pun of Desdemona. What? The pun. Desdemona. Yeah. Think about it. This one, a Cliff fact. So I'm not sure if it's real or not. When held up hostage with a gun, Cliff says uh, in those situations, the person with the gun won't use the gun what percentage of time? Does he say 33%? Because if he's already shot two people today, you're in luck. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. Our last call, James. We already know what drink we're having. Oh, train of beers. Train of beers. Looping backgrounds. There's only two of us, so that's quite a few pints yeah. each. We'll manage. This was a, uh, a good episode. I re-enjoyed seeing Andy again. Yeah. He's probably in prison again for attempted robbery and attempted murder. Probably claim insanity. Yeah. Where would he go? Psych ward? Prison? Why not both? As this episode draws to the end, uh, I think we reflect on Shakespeare. And the yeah. Shakespearean premise of Cheers. A lot of characters, a lot going on. Sometimes murder. Sometimes a wedding, never boring. Perhaps the writing of Cheers is like a modern Shakespeare. Was a modern Shakespeare. Perhaps the writing of Cheers was like a modern Shakespeare. The players in their court. And a homicidal ham. Do you know ham was a name for a... To... Oh, it was in a ham performance. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Just one last fact. It's also in sausage rolls. Isn't it? <laughs> so, so let's, let's hop on that beer train as we move into the next episode next week. Thank you for listening. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name. Mm-hmm.